0: Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a belly-up sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing?
2: LJ, doing good. Um, it's just like the good old days, like last season. A uh, little late night recording. I believe this is the latest we've recorded together uh, this year, right?
0: Yes. Bye, Just
2: after midnight, we've hit Sunday, June 19th. Gonna be
0: happy Father's Day, happy Juneteenth,
2: happy Juneteenth, happy Father's Day. Um, absolutely. Um, and you know, LJ, as much as I want to say I miss doing this this late, um, (laughs) you know, I also don't at the same time.
0: (laughs) I don't just because you lived, we lived for those who didn't know us like in person we lived in an entirely different world last year where we basically operated on an opposite sleep schedule from the rest of the world. It was basically
2: still had had stuff to do during the day, but yes,
0: (laughs) I was fortunate. Like again, the end of that semester was absolutely brutal. And then all of a sudden I get home and I have a little more control of my schedule. I wasn't scheduling anything before noon, but even then, it's just, you know, it's so odd just being so off everyone else's uh, schedule and everyone else's plans. And then when we moved away from going after all the games, that that return back to go, going to bed at like midnight was harder than I ever expected. Unreal. Had, Unreal. It, it took weeks for me to get myself gradually back to a normal place. And so now all of a sudden we're sitting here after all that time, and I'll tell you, as i'm sitting i mean brandon at least you were uh, up and active beforehand but you know i was just at that point two movies deep oh boy
2: two around. movies deep you know brandon. one 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 movie is you know it's nice it ends how do you have enough in you to, to be like you know what we're gonna sit through another one
0: brandon wait till you hear the complete opposite directions i went okay Actually, I just flip-flopped in terms of what my choices were. We started with a classic, one of my favorite movies of all time, one of my favorite comedies of all time, Grown Ups 2.
2: You know, you can't go wrong with one of the Grown Ups movies.
0: Then, as soon as that, that's completed, you know, we, we're flipping around the Showtime channels, and we come across The Great Gatsby, which happens to start, just be starting then. Three hours later, I've watched the entirety of The Great Gatsby. Enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I've I've read the book, never watched the movie through. It's exactly how I remember the book, which isn't very similar to how most movies are.
2: Yeah, in high school, this is so off topic, but real quick. In high school, we read the book and watched the movie. Um, we actually. watched the movie? You might have been in a different class for english but we did watch the movie um it's yeah the great gatsby great book great great story overall the theme's very good want to know what else has been a great story so far this year lj and what we're going to be mainly focusing on today
0: the meteoric rise of your transitions
2: the meteoric rise of this nl rookie of the year crop um we're going to be going deep into that today. We've already gone over AL and NL gold gloves. We did, what else did we, we did silver sluggers for both the AL and the NL. We did the AL rookie of the year. Oh, we did the relievers of the year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't think we've done silver sluggers. Now let's say that it was reliever yes, of the year, gold gloves.
0: We did gold gloves, silver sluggers, reliever of the year do i remember who my silver sluggers were not at all
2: no but. well we have an nl rookie of the year where you know with the al we kind of had three guys that were running away with the award with bobby witt julio rodriguez and um why am i blanking joe ryan Joe, Joe Ryan. Yes. Oh, I'm blanking. There was F. another.
0: Bobby Witt Jr. Reed uh, Jeremy Pena,
2: Jeremy Pena. Oh, Jeremy Pena. I
0: didn't realize you were not saying say that. Who was the third? Who was the first person you said?
2: Bobby Witt, Julio oh. Rodriguez and Pena. And of course, Joe Ryan. Yes. But go check out that episode if you haven't, where L- um, LJ and I broke down our AL rookie of the year tiers. And now we have the same for the National League. Um, I guess before we start, I should ask, LJ, your approach for this, um, you know, obviously probably pretty similar to your AL Rookie of the Year approach. But did you notice any similarities or differences in doing this compared to the AL Rookie of the Year?
0: Yeah, you know, I should have more of an ego and um, not be so honest about this. But my thoughts on who I was picking going into this. Changed very much by the time I finished the list. By the time I got all the candidates together and really took a deep dive into their numbers, because you know you kind of assume, just like it was with the AL, at this point in the year, the guys that started the season on the team or got up in the first couple of weeks should be the front runners. I mean, Jeremy Pena, Julio Rodriguez, Joe Ryan, even Bobby Witt Jr. All been up the almost the entire year at this point, so. They naturally do have that extended run. Mm. However, I was after assuming that this would be the same way for the NL rookies. It was not, in my opinion. You know, there's a lot of guys in here. Yes, some of them did start up, but they weren't the guys that were being talked about. Frankly, the guy, the couple guys that were being talked about really ended up being a lot lower on my list than I thought they would just because the body of work isn't nearly as strong, even when you consider sample size.
2: Well, um, do you want to get right into it? Um, I, I'm going to assume that we both did three tiers once again.
0: I do Four I, yeah, for
2: LJ. Four for LJ. That's right.
0: We got the leader, the contenders, the Peloton, and the OLI. You're a good old outside looking in.
2: Um, yeah, I've got, once again, how I've been doing it. We have the guys that can actually win the award. Um, the guys that could win, but need a lot to go right for them. And then the third tier is, um, guys that have good stats that you've never heard of before. Um, that's a fun one always, but LJ, who is in your leader tier?
0: Brandon, my leader tier, the guy that I've, I'm very quickly gravitating to probably the most in this entire rookie class. And I didn't realize it was happening until it already did. Michael Harris the second. Wow. As Michael Harris with two eyes here is going to be my leader. Look, I know he's only got 18 or 19 games, excuse me, but so far he's slashed 314, 342, 514 with two homers and 11 RBIs. Add that to a terrific body of work on the defensive side. And, you know, again, a .8 war over 19 games for a rookie is nothing to scoff at, especially when I feel like he's just starting to get hot, too, and start to really figure things out. There's a reason this guy jumped other higher-rated prospects in their system because they clearly saw the value in this guy. I'm seeing it, too.
2: Um, LJ, you're going to be surprised here, but for my first tier, which is guys that can actually win – I actually have five as I physically could not separate these guys into another tier. I genuinely believe that this is a five man race at this point. Um, we'll start with Michael Harris, as uh, LJ hey. is big on him. He is that's certainly. My, a, hey, hey,
0: that Michael Harris, the second. Michael Harris, Michael, the second. That's Michael Harris with two eyes.
2: Michael Harris with two eyes. Certainly the guy with the smallest sample size, only 73 plate appearances, but um, boy, those have been very good. LJ was quick to mention the defense, which has been just outstanding. You know, he could he could definitely walk a little more and maybe, like I said, small sample, that number will come up. But based on the body of work we've seen so far, he certainly has to be a contender. I mean, you're talking almost a full war in less than 20 games. Pretty impressive. Um, The other two hitters on this list, I have three hitters and two pitchers. Other two hitters, we're going to go with Christopher Morrell of the Cubs um, and. You know, it's really interesting here because he might not even be the best rookie on his team um, with Seiya Suzuki there. Um, And a little spoiler alert, he's in my next tier. But I think that what Morell has done um, has been better than Seiya Suzuki. And it's in about 10 less games. I mean, you're talking more homers, the uh, same amount of runs scored uh, more stolen bases. He's walking more striking out less um, and the defense. Well, it's not good compared to other uh, fielders. It's better than what Seiya Suzuki has done so far. So Christopher Morel, you know, you're talking an 848 OPS. Certainly like to see that out of him. So he's on the list and probably the leader of the pack amongst the hitters Um, is Brendan Donovan of the Cardinals. Uh, You know, the 45 games that he's had so far this year, 22 ribbies, 338 batting average with an almost 450 on base percentage, one and a half war, which blows out all the other hitters here um, for NL rookies. Um, I think that right now, if the award was going to go to a hitter, it is for sure Brendan Donovan's to lose.
0: And I don't know why this keeps coming up, nationality, but now I'm really curious to all of a sudden. He's got to be the first German to win it if he theoretically did, right?
2: Yeah, because the only other German player I can think of is Max Kepler, and he didn't win the Rookie of the Year award. There has um,
0: only been two all-star appearances by a German-born player. That was Edwin Jackson and Glenn Hubbard.
2: Edwin Jackson is German? Yep. What?
0: Bavaria.
2: That is a shock to me. Also, I think he broke the record for most teams uh, that played for Edwin Jackson, I want to say.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, was that your full tier?
2: Uh, The two pitchers um, I didn't get into. I just wanted to know if you had any thoughts on those three hitters or so that I mentioned. I also brought up Saya, but he's in my next tier.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to get to Saya yet, but... Um, certainly, of course, Michael Harris already gave the introduction, but the two guys you mentioned there, Brendan Donovan and Chris Morrell, they were two of my three contenders. Mm -hmm. So, really, realistically, what Brandon's first tier is are my first two tiers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're talking about Michael Harris, Brendan Donovan, Chris Morrell, and seeing you said your last two guys are pitchers. Yes. I really think that Alec Thomas deserves – the respect of being in this conversation too. You're talking about okay. 36 games, a 123 OPS plus 1.3 war uh, reference war over that stretch. Those aren't numbers to scoff at. Those are numbers that are right along the side. They're, they're pretty darn comparable with both Harris and Donovan at this point, as far as I'm concerned.
1: And so you've been heavy. You've
2: been heavy on Alec Thomas since the start. Remember it was like, Yes. Two games in. Like right when you coming. decided
0: not to. You're still not giving him respect.
2: We haven't got to the next tier yet. Come on now.
0: That's not real respect. <laughs>
2: That's No, it's not. <laughs> um, the two pitchers that I go with, um, fairly obvious. They've been um, both really good this year for their respective teams. We're going to go with Mackenzie Gore of the Padres and Spencer Strider of the Braves. Gore, one of the top pitching prospects for a while, finally makes his debut with the Padres this year. Um, the 10 games he started across 54 innings, uh, you know, you're looking at a 364 ERA, a FIP of 328. So he's been doing a good job of limiting walks and homers and getting his fair share of strikeouts, um, 1.1 war, um, and just Another arm in that Padres uh, rotation that is just infinitely deep, it seems as there's just a new guy every week um, with them. But yes, certainly been looking excellent. And then Spencer Strider of the Braves, he's appeared in 15 games, but only started four. He's got about 10 less innings than Gore does this year Um, and better stats when you're looking at ERA um, 245. Uh the FIP is down at 2.07 and the overall Fangraphs war at 1.3. Um, you know, Striders kind of like in the Michael King, Clark Schmidt kind of role for you Yankees fans out there, comes in, um, can certainly give you two or three innings out of the bullpen, but has also looked very good in the starts he's made. Um, and has got some nasty stuff. He's pumping a hundred miles an hour, easy. Um and both those guys, so much fun to watch. So I had to throw them in that first tier. I think they're pretty comparable to the hitters. It's just whether or not you value hitting or pitching more, honestly, amongst those five players that i brought up.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily describe Sprencer Strider that way. I, I would want to jump on him first because as I go into the Peloton, among the four guys I have in this Peloton, he is the guy that I feel most confident in his ability to move up into being a contender or even taking the lead for this award. This guy, yes, he started in the bullpen. Yes, he doesn't have a lot of starts, but all four of those starts are relatively recent and they've all been really good. Mm. So I find it hard to believe that when this team starts to get healthy again, when you start to, you know, have to consider pulling a guy out of this rotation. I'm not sure how you can choose Spencer Strider when he's pitching this way. So a few weeks down the road, all of a sudden between Charlie Morton or Spencer Strider, you're still trying to catch the Mets. Spencer Strider keeps getting these starts. If he starts the rest of the year, I think, and keeps up most of what he's doing, he's definitely
2: – It's his only one to lose. Yeah, it, yeah, easily.
0: 100%. But if he ends up going back into that long relief, that Garrett, old Garrett Whitlock michael king type role then i don't i don't see a path for him to win it just because not enough people understand the value of that role i think so he's not going to get the respect that he really deserves there but honestly again he was when i first drafted the tears he was the first name i put into the contenders before i kind of backed off a little bit and decided um give him time if he keeps getting the starts he's 100 percent there
2: all right. Well, my Was next
0: t- or oh yeah,
2: yeah. sure. Um, I'll, I uh, it's just three guys in this next tier, and we've already kind of hit um on most of it. This is the guys that could win the award, but need a lot to go right for them. So, kind of my next group. Um, I've got two hitters. Um, the aforementioned Alec Thomas and Seiya okay, Suzuki. Nice. Um, they both fit in here, and then for my hitter excuse me, my pitcher. I'm going to go with Aaron Ashby of the Brewers. Um, Don't let the one in five record fool you. He's actually pitched very well this year. His expected stats are a lot better than what the normal ERA and normal FIP are. Um, And, you know, I think that what the Brewers do with these pitchers when it comes to development has been just outstanding. We've seen... Ashby and Hauser and Eric Lauer and um, just all these guys outside of Burns, Peralta, and Woodruff who have had great starts and good good outings and have really helped uh, bolster what is always such a strong staff there. Um, so had to give Aaron Ashby some love. And um, Is, is for, he
0: rookie eligible?
2: Yeah, he should be, right? He
0: had, he had 31 innings last year. Let me check. I thought, I thought he played to, a decent time.
2: So uh, when you go to Fangraphs and you click the rookies like little box, his name pops up under pitchers. But let me check like his baseball uh, reference. According to
0: season. his baseball reference, he exceeded his rookie limit during the 2021 season.
2: Yikes! <laughs> oh, okay, so not Aaron Ashby then. My um, bad. I didn't mean. I didn't. No, mean that that's kind of fine. Anger. Actually, no. I mean. It, you know, you clearly can't vote for him for the award. So um, I'll spend less time talking about him and I'll just move up the guy that was at the bottom or at the top of the next tier, um, which is, I believe I went with um, Jack Sawinski of the Pirates. Sure. If something goes right, he can win. There you go. (laughs) Yep.
0: Well, looking at the Peloton, of course, we certainly talked plenty on Spencer Strider. I'll start with Say Suzuki this has been very underwhelming like this is what we expected but at the same time we kind of you know you had such a weak class to start with none of the guys that were up early for this nl really took off like again of my two tiers three of the names i'm most excited about here are michael harris brendan donovan and alec thomas none of which that started the year on the team like having those extra at-bats should have been to say as advantage he could have easily capitalized on it and he's kind of underwhelmed to that extent now all of a sudden you're looking at a little bit of il time and i just i don't see the path being that easy really easy at all for him to get back there um spencer Strider again should be there the other guy that i'm really excited about and i think probably has the most second most chance to shoot out of the peloton would be edward cabrera of the marlins
2: I like that a lot. It's a three, gruel- four,
0: three four five ERA over fifteen innings this year for them. Only three starts, but those three starts have been really solid. It's this is a great run of form for him recently. And if he just keeps, you know, keeps that momentum, he's gonna get a lot of talk soon, sooner rather than later.
2: All right. Well, um and
0: then um sorry, I had one more. Oh uh, I don't uh, know if you had something to say say there uh nolan gorman of the cardinals he's he's shown a lot of flashes of really really good stuff so far he's right you know he's just gotta get a couple more hot stretches and he's going to get the talk of being at this level of being in the rookie of the year conversation
2: all right well my last tier which is um guys that are at least i think pretty good um that you probably haven't heard of Um, we're going to start off with, um, Juan Yepes of the Cardinals, same team as Nolan Gorman, um, and is actually a guy that I've seen thrown around on some ballots for the actual rookie of the year award. Um, the only problem is this guy, great hitting stats, some of the best hitting stats out of all the rookies, especially in the 38 games he's played. However. Dude can't play the field to save his life. I mean, it is just so negatively affecting his war. Um, that I had to put him down here. But Juan Yepes, uh, outfielder for the Cardinals, wasn't even one of their like top 15 prospects on the team heading into 2021, but has made a big impact for them so far. LJ mentioned Nolan Gorman. Um, also a great pick. I have him down here in this tier as well. Next guy, uh, we're actually going to go with a pirate, Tucapita Marcano, the mm. ex-Padre. Um, having a good hitting season, the 19 games he's played, he's over a 100-weighted runs created And some of the best defensive stats out of any rookie in the National League so far, he is a catcher. Uh, or excuse me, he's not a catcher. He's a uh, second baseman and outfielder. I was thinking of somebody else. Um, But was a guy that was very highly touted for his speed and his fielding in the minors and has done a great job um, for the Pirates so far. So yeah, two Pirates make my list. Tukapita Marcano, Jack Sawinski, um, And to throw in one last pitcher, um, I might as well throw in... Um, where was it? Oh, yeah, I mean... You know, there's so many different like weird starters and guys that have started a, a few games um here and there. So I was having the, a lot of trouble finding someone, but Mitch White on the Dodgers, uh the Sorry, could you say the, that again? the My four apologies. I don't know why. I couldn't hear what you start. said. Siri is going insane. Mitch White on the Dodgers um has pitched Sorry, great-
0: Can you repeat that? I couldn't hear what you said. <laughs>
2: LJ Mitch White on the Sorry,
0: can you repeat that? I couldn't hear what you said.
2: He's pitched good in the in the in the few games he started. Um good strikeout to walk numbers. Um and yeah, why not throw a dodger in there? But the, when when you get to this point of the list, these are just, you know, it's you're grasping at straws here.
0: Yes. My last grouping here at the outside looking in the OLI. I'm not expecting any of these three guys to get it but they're not out of it purely because of one thing or another. For two of them, it's name recognition. The other, performance. Hunter Green, I don't feel like it's early. and It's too early to count him out, I feel like. The numbers are not good. I'm not going to play around with that. The baseball savant
2: numbers are good. The baseball savant numbers are good. The expected... Still throwing
0: the bat finder, Brandon.
2: No, yeah, he does have...
0: He's got to get that out of his pitch mix.
2: He does. He, he has a bat finder, but is in the 83rd percentile for expected batting average. If he can just get rid of that, we're looking good here. We are.
0: <laughs> we, we are looking good. 526 ERA over 65 innings. Um, 11, 11.8 straight cuts per nine. I mean, that's a... Is that, is that really a National League best... Am I reading this correctly? I think it is. Either way, He's got has- nasty stuff. Like he has swing oh. and miss.
2: He has like a top fifteen percent swing and miss rate with percentage, top fifteen percentile, but also gives up more homers than than any other pitcher.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I just I look at this guy. I see these flashes he keeps giving every now and then. Every now and then you get these complete game shutouts where he loses on, um, didn't he throw the no-hitter that they lost or whatever? The he threw eight of
2: eight of the nine innings was was him, yes. Or, yeah, exactly. It like might have been seven and two-thirds was, was him, yep.
0: <laughs> and then they lose on absolute BS that really wasn't in his control. Like, he's had a couple games like that where he's just looked lights out. And I ha- can't help but wonder, if he starts stringing those types of starts together, maybe end of June, end of July, he can make a run at this award. Because once the hype gets going, once he evens his numbers out and takes that little leap, in, or not even leap, just gets consistent, I think a lot more people will be much more open to this conversation. Next guy here that I want to talk about on, in terms of name, is mackenzie gore
2: I, I don't know it's far down the list really i, I was don't kind of waiting it. but like i don't see you don't like it. the stats the stats are good lj
0: that's are all fine he isn't giving up the long ball he's walking a lot of guys he's I, i'm not going to call it the bat finder but that's also like it's, it's he is
2: walking a player. lot of guys <laughs>
0: I'm I'm just, I have so far not been impressed and he's not going to get the opportunity. You, you said it for yourself, that rotation is stacked. And if he's not like being lights out, if he's not being a young Cy Young contending guy, then he's not going to be able to force himself into that rotation at 23 years old. If he's not in that rotation, he doesn't have a good shot. Honestly, you have to basically be oh, a shut down eighth or ninth inning guy, or you have to be a starter to win it as a pitcher. Like the long relief guys aren't going to get the credit. They're not going to get the show for the value that they create. And that's really kind of where he's sitting. He's in this limbo of a role, not giving me stuff that's making me all that excited. And so I really, I can't see myself, couldn't see myself putting him anywhere else. The other guy I wanted to throw in here based on, performance alone bryson stott you know
2: hey like- i picked him preseason. lj that yeah. was this yeah. was my NL rookie of the year pick bryson stott yes thank you bryson
0: stott was did i hear his name come up at all during this no no, no. you bailed no. on him very quick yep um, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um the point point i'm trying to get at here is he had a terrific june um in terms of of OPS plus for that month, 189.
2: And it's still ongoing.
0: It's still ongoing. Still has room to go up. Before that, he was sitting around a what would that be? 33? Yeah, not good. It was a a 34. Under the Mendoza
2: line severely here.
0: Like 80 points under the Mendoza line to start his career. Getting sent down and getting some of that pressure cooled off of him did wonders for this guy. And I'm really excited to see what that leads to. So realistically, he's still, he's not out of it, especially if he puts up really good numbers the rest of the year, but he's working from a severe disadvantage because not only you have the group of people that remember how bad he was to start the year, you have the group of people that don't remember who he is because he didn't start off the year well. And you have the group of people who don't remember who he is. So they go to look at his baseball reference page and they see combined stats of, hold on, I got to pull this up again. Um, You have the last, over the, over June, he's slashing 222, yeah, 222, 276, 463 for 739 OPS plus, which this year most people would be like, that's good that's something I'm really going to be happy with that's something I'm going to live with four home runs this month I'm going to be pleased with this guy's got some potential he's going to be really good then you read out his career stat line now career stat line but season stat line 165 221 284 those are very different numbers those are very different situations to be in and so a lot of people are going to see those and they're going to write them off immediately that people are just reaching because you're looking at a body of work that's shown two different Bryson stots in the first half of the season. The second half can go a long way for them.
2: And I think that it's, it's cool that we're doing these shows now because so much is going to change between now and then of the season. We aren't even at the halfway point of the season yet. Like we're not even seventy games in yet. Um, so, no, and,
0: and if we made our, if we made our, all of these predictions, like if we tried to do another megapod and get all of these awards in in like a three hour stretch,
2: impossible.
0: First off, impossible. Yes, but Bryson's stat wouldn't have been talked about. If anything, he'd be in like a tier seven, seven rows below zero. That's how bad he would have been at the official or the official, unofficial first season. Like on Memorial Day, if we were talking about Bryson Stott, it would not be in a positive note. Now look where we are after a good June.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And Mackenzie Gore trending in the opposite direction of a Bryson Stott. Actually, just I mean, complete opposite where Mackenzie Gore had outstanding stats heading into June um, and has fallen off a cliff. Bryson Stott, horrible stats heading into June, and he's picked it up. So, you know, if we can get a little bit of, you know, good play out of the both of them, just consistently, um, I think that their fan bases would be pretty happy.
1: Yeah.
0: So where did we end up being led here? Michael Harris... We can agree if we had to agree on one leader together.
2: Ooh, you know, are we there? I'm I'm going Brendan Donovan. If I had to pick one guy to win the award right now, give me Brendan Donovan.
0: That's respectable. Just just remember, just like it's just like it's Mike Wazowski with one eye, it's Mike Harris with two eyes. Easy,
2: I love it right there. I love it. Brendan Donovan will be representing Germany very well for us.
0: Do it for Wurzburg, Brendan.
2: That's now in the title of the show. Do it for Wurzburg. Do it for Wurzburg. Yeah, do Wors- it for
0: Wurzburg and Mike, Mike Harris with two eyes.
2: All right. Is that enough for tonight, LJ?
0: I think that's enough for tonight. We've had a good time.
2: We certainly have. Thank you guys for listening. Check us out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, MLB Daily Pod. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, Sunday.
0: Yes, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday,
2: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We'll see you on Sunday. See you mañana.
1: her.